Being the head of security at a major exchange has to be one of the most stressful jobs in the world. Not only do you have to constantly prevent the attacks that are happening, but you have to plan for the ones that you don't even know exist yet. Nick Prococo has been doing this for decades, but we're lucky that he's now at Kraken helping to secure assets and lead the way for digital security and crypto security into the future. This episode is sponsored by Vald and Vori. Please stay tuned for more information on both of these amazing companies later in the episode. So we were joking around right before we were talking, and I said that in, I, I remember when I was a kid, they used to say that the most stressful job in the world was being an air traffic controller. Yeah. Now I'd have to imagine the most stressful job in the world has to be exchange security. Yeah. Right? And you're the head of, of that at Kraken. I am, yeah. Yeah, the head of security and engineering um, and IT. So there's all, all things technical, really, at Kraken. Okay, and how do you actually split that division of labor? Yeah, so we have, um, so we have a security team. And, and it's not just people just doing generic security. So there's a full stack of activities. So everything that you hear about from red teaming, you know, people trying to hack into us constantly um, to try to find flaws and vulnerabilities, to blue teaming, people who are trying to detect when things bad are happening, um, and then really everything in between. So we have you know, policies, procedures are important, you know, how we actually look at our code. We have an application security team that, that partners with our engineering team and is embedded in our engineering team to make sure that the code that we write, you know, when it gets out to our clients and gets in the app store, um, does not have security flaws. Right. So. I mean, we're over a decade into, obviously, Bitcoin's existence, yeah. but it's still really, really early. Is there even a roadmap for what you're doing, or are you guys literally just drawing it as you go, basically? Because well, there's always new vulnerabilities, hackers have new uh, attack vectors. Well, certainly, I mean, I've been in the security industry, this May will be 25 years. Wow. So I've been, been at this for a long time. Um, not in crypto, because crypto hasn't existed for 25 years, but for um, building security products, supplying security services to traditional financial institutions, manufacturers, all, all sorts of organizations. and. Um, what we're seeing now is almost a little bit of a repeat, I would say, um, as you, you know, the types of compromises, the types of data breaches, the things that we would see, you know, a decade ago or even two decades ago, we're starting to see a repeat of that. And so a lot of what we do is, you know, build frameworks internally, um, build well-oiled machines so things are constantly being monitored, constantly being acted upon, rather than playing whack-a-mole. Like right. you might think like, oh, there's a new vulnerability that came out, the whole company, you know, the whole security team runs in that direction. We don't, we have people who triage those issues, see what issues we might be faced internally, and then go through the process of maybe, you know, patching systems or upgrading things or changing the way we do things. I mean, you just said in passing, the people who are constantly trying to hack us, yeah. is it literally never ending? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're in crypto, really in any business, sure. um, you are constantly being, you know, people are trying things, whether it's social engineering attacks against, you know, your support staff. It may be people trying to exploit, flaw, you know, try to find flaws on, on your website or in your mobile apps or on your, you know, against your API. Um, there's constant attacks that are happening. Um, and then we also, in order you know, to stay in front of that, we have we employ people who are hackers, right? White hat. Yeah, white hat hackers. And what we do is they build campaigns, like nation state quality type campaigns, where they will say we're going to target this part of the business, um, this set of people, this individual, um, and they will go and they will build tools. They'll write their own malware. They'll write. They'll do everything that a real adversary will do 
and they'll launch that against um, our business. Um, and I'm usually the only person that knows about it. Right? Right. Like that's the design. Yeah. And then our, then our people who are the security team that monitors, folks on the engineering team, our support staff, or anybody in that world that might be in the line of sight of when this stuff happens, it's their job to detect it, report it, and respond to it. Is the end game, I mean, I guess it can be various things, right? Yeah. The end game can be liquidating your guy's treasury, right? I mean, right. just stealing, stealing all of the coins or whatever. But then you talk about the social engineering side of it. Is it about data hacking and then being able to actually attack your customers? Right, I mean, wasn't it, BlockFi, I think, had the case where one of their, was that one of their customers, I mean, one of their employees was socially engineered. Yeah, there's been yeah. a bunch in the last, I, I would say. Happened no, to Twitter. Yeah, it happened to Twitter. Um, I mean, just in the last, couple of weeks, right? You saw you know, Cash App, Okta, MailChimp, right? Several months ago, Robinhood, right? These types of attacks happen. You go at, you know, go at a support agent and you get them to click on something, you get them to install something, or you bribe them, right? Like those types of things yeah. can happen. And so we know that's a risk and, um, and we've, we've put things in place to be able to one, test to see if those things are possible, um, or two, um, detect when those things happen. And so, and, and so, like I said, you know, the end game is that sort of like you get the information then on the user and you go attack them. Like, is um, it like to get to your customers individually yeah. to to socially engineer something against them so that you can sim swap them and then you have the prop, proper information in place that then they can log in and you know go yeah. after that person? Or are these really like they're attacking the yeah. exchange as a whole, or is it literally all of it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I mean the. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm an attacker and I want to and I want to get information about, like, say, a cracking client, right? You know, for example, I may use that then to again, in turn, attack them in different ways. Um, same thing happens when you hear about big data breaches, and it says, well, the name, address, phone number, email address of you know a million clients of this crypto company were exposed. There's probably going to be phishing attacks. Um, you know, well-crafted phishing attacks, trying to get them to install malware on their computer. Trust and then the end game is, yeah. like, let's try to get access to the funds. Most of the attacks that we see in crypto, or even the world in general, are not like highly technical exploits against some system. It's mostly, let's just trick somebody to clicking on a button or giving up their seed phrases from their MetaMask wallet, right? right. That's like how most of the NFT compromises that you hear about, it's not these like zero days that are being burnt on Chrome to be able to get um, to get access to like you know like plugins on a extensions on Chrome, they're really social engineering someone to just do what they shouldn't be doing, right? Giving up all their seed phrases, the attacker clones that their MetaMask wallet and just moves their the board apes out. And it seems like there's the stigma that that's a uniquely crypto thing, but as you said, I mean we saw with Twitter, it's not. And there's a lot a lot to be gained by hackers from going after basically every system yeah, at this it's, point. Yeah, social engineering against people have, has been going on since the start of the internet, probably. Right. You know, you, you hear about scams where you know, even you know, elderly people get phone calls like, hey, it's Microsoft, Can, you know, your computer's having problems, go to this website, and they go and they install stuff, and then the attackers have access to their online banking, and you know, those types of attacks happen all the time. Just they're, they're, the, the criminals are porting it to the, to the crypto industry. When I was in college, which was admittedly quite a long time ago, maybe it was 1995, 1996, I was at the University of Pennsylvania and American Express was giving away a free t-shirt for you to like sign up on a piece of paper, you know, a card, and someone I guess looked over my shoulder and took my social security number, this is in the 90s, Yeah. and it was a nightmare for seven years of my life. Oh wow. Like all my credit was frozen because they had to put all these, uh, like you said, it, this is nothing new. No, yeah. 
It's just yeah. a new way and easier way to do it. Yeah, like identity theft was big in the 90s. I, I remember those stands in college, right? Yeah. They say free t-shirt and you get a credit card with a $100 limit, That's right? exactly what it was. And, I, and, and I fell for it, but I was yeah. a 19-year-old kid who wanted to, who like had a dirty shirt on. <laughs> yeah, and I think, what's interesting, yeah. I think in your position, especially maybe at Kraken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are more, I guess, interested in being regulatory compliant than a lot, you're a bank now, right? Yeah. So you sort of, in your position, have the weight of the entire industry, not only your clients in your own business, but it feels like there's major scrutiny. You guys are under a microscope because if something went wrong, it could basically send shockwaves through these other parts of what you're doing or even how regulators view us or yeah. Congress people and such. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this since 2011. So, the, so it's like 11 years um, from a crypto company, which probably is like five lifetimes in this industry. You know, most of the companies that, you know, at events and that, are, that, are, that you're seeing it, and they've started this year or last year or the year before. So we've been at it for a long, long time. Um, the, the security program that we've built is um, one, um, all of our employees are part of the security program. It is not, you know, we have a security team and we have people, you know, specialized in security, like in the, on the support groups and people who specialize in security and engineering, but everybody's part of security um, at the company. And we sort of the, the thing we have internally is everybody's productively paranoid. So um, it's not as if people just click links and just go about their business all day, like, you know, like just like a, you know, like a mechanical Turk and just do things, whatever they see, um, they question. Um, and they will ask the security team for help. Sometimes it's completely benign. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, this I is legit. I got an email, look at it, man. Yeah, can you help me out? I don't, I didn't expect this. Or I, you know, or, you know, I was conversing via email with somebody, a business partner, and now the email address changed, right? It's like Bob at something, but now it's Bob at something else. Is this malicious? Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes, you know, companies Sometimes have- Bob just responded from, from his other email From an email account, yeah, right. but they'll raise that to us. They'll create a, you know, pull, you know, the pull alarm internally. We have folks that jump in, help them out. So we do that. And then also from a, you know, when you think about standards, security standards or regulatory requirements, you know, my mantra around building security programs is to always just focus on what we need to do because of the threats that we're faced and where that, then starts to intersect as the organization matures, where we're at now, you know, you know 11 years later at, at Kraken, um, when we're faced with, you know, here's the regulator saying, you need to do X, Y, and Z, we're already doing X, Y, and Z. We're doing X, Y, Z, you know, and A, B, and C as well. The anticipation. Yeah, and, and just because we, we're, we're always above and beyond um, what anybody else would ask of us. And so that's, have that's, you been doing this at Kraken since 2011? I have not. The no, I've, Kraken has. Yeah, so I've been with Kraken for just coming up on four years. Um, and then prior to that, I've been in the security industry and right but so did you came in because this was a challenge for you in the security industry or was it were you already orange pilled or crypto involved or interested or, or is it actually still more of a thing where it's just a job for you and it's a challenge no no it's very much i'm very much into crypto yeah so um so i first was exposed to crypto around like the 2012 2013 time very frame. Early. so very yeah. early um when i was um running a research uh, security research team. It was called Spider Labs, um, pretty well known. Um, I was running that. We had labs full of um, password crackers, which happened to be GPUs. So we started to naturally experiment with, let's you know, mine. let's mine some Bitcoin. <laughs> so, um, so that was sort of my first foray. And it was mostly a lot of the researchers started coming to me and say, hey, we have these, you know, we have this, this rack of, of GPUs that we use for cracking passwords when we're doing client engagements. Do you mind if we mine some Bitcoin? And I remember thinking, like, well, what's Bitcoin? And so then we got into it and started learning more about it. Um, and then, um, then really, you know, I was, went from sort of the security industry work where I was helping clients and building products uh, that secured clients' environments to shifted, you know, around 20, 
2015-2016 into more of a chief security officer role at a, at a, a data um, industrial AI company. And um, the, the, the crypto opportunity approach came, came to me. When you think about like industrial AI, the threat landscape's not super exciting, right? Like who really wants to steal data off that comes off of like a tractor or something right. like that? Not super interesting, that landscape isn't too great. Um, but the crypto threat landscape is pretty intense. Um, and so someone who had been in the, you know, at that, at that point, 21 years in the security industry, I was like, this is awesome. Major it's new like, challenge. It's like, what? It's like live the, fire the biggest all challenge the time. you can yeah. actually have. So yeah. you gotta be a bit of a uh, adrenaline junkie. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, you see, I have a lot of passion about yeah. this. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. yeah, so I, 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 it's, I don't want things to be boring. So there's, there's always constant activity happening uh, from all directions, and it's super exciting. Right, so listen, we probably have a lot of people who listen to these that uh, scratch their head when they think about security and are probably missing even the most basic yeah. and simple tactics that they can use to secure their assets. Like, what would you say to the average person who's new to crypto and just doesn't have anyone guiding them, telling them what to do? I know that you like, Kraken has their yeah. you know, procedures in place, educational content, yeah. but like, I'm a guy, I'm signing up. What, is, what do I do after I buy this thing? Yeah, what, yeah so the biggest piece is focus on personal security first, um, even before you go to you know, sign up and buy some crypto. So, so personal security, when I, when I talk about that, you know, the basics are make sure your email account has a unique strong password. Do you have 2FA? If you can get a security key. Almost like, nobody does. Right? Right. Do that because your email account is the hub of your whole digital life. And if I get access to your email account, I'm going to reset all of your passwords in various places. I'm going to put filters on your email account so that when you get alerts from various banks or crypto exchanges, you're not going to see them. Go to, go to someone else. Right? right, they're going to come to me or they're going to go into a junk folder someplace. Um, so that's a really big piece that people often overlook. And then if you're in your journey, you're going to sign up for Kraken, you're going to create an account on another exchange or someplace else. You know, maybe you're going to create five different accounts because you, you want to see what it's like. Um, make sure that you're using unique passwords. Silo everything. Yeah, silo everything. Get a password manager, right? You know, make sure that your whole life is sort of secure in that way. And then once you go and you start buying, so say you sign up for Kra on Kraken, you download a Kraken app, you buy some Bitcoin, you know, you can keep it there, right? If it's small, amount, small amounts, but if it turns into this like significant portion of your net worth and you're buying crypto and you're investing in that, we even recommend like you might not want to keep it on your exchange account, yeah. right? Get yourself a hardware it's wallet. Such a, like, uh, yeah. It's such a bipolar, like uh, such an interesting spot for exchanges to yeah. be in to say we are really good at securing your assets, but maybe take them off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, we have we have folks who stake, you know, a great deal of assets on our exchange. We have people who trade constantly, right? So they have to have assets yeah, on our to. exchange, and we're you know very safe place for doing that. But for individuals who maybe are just getting into personal security and doing things, like if you're going to keep you know, keep a large amount of Bitcoin on the exchange um, or other cryptocurrencies, you know, get a hardware wallet. You know, you know, learn how to move it there and keep that in a safe place. If you're just in a deposit only sort of mode, you want to buy your, 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 your holding, you're not going you're not, yeah. to sell it. Um, just, you know, have it, just siphon it over there. Keep enough for you to like dabble in things that you want to, oh, there's a new coin that we listed yeah. or a new crypto we listed. Your, then you can your buy trading it. account is on yeah. the exchange. And then have your savings. Is your long-term savings on a hardware wallet. But then people, that's so scary to people. It yeah. is the right move, but being your own bank is terrifying because yeah. then you become your single point of failure, right? You do. I lost the thing, I don't know where I put the password, the paper keys, my, my dog ate my keys, right? Yeah, that, well then you have to pay attention to that. You I mean, have to really I mean, take it seriously. The, you know, the hardware wallet vendors, they give you instructions, they give you warnings, they say write down the seed words, 
put it someplace that's not in your house. Humans are humans. Right? Yeah. But people don't. I, I have heard horror stories where individuals have had lots of crypto on a hardware wallet, forgot the pin. Yeah. What do you do? Forget the pin. Forgot the pin, that's okay if you have the seed words. Oh, I don't know where the seed words are. <laughs> then you're in sort of a bind, right? And there have been, there are like crypto wallet recovery companies. We have Kraken Security Labs. We found exploits in hardware wallets that would allow you to recover the seed phrases. But it's not like a silver bullet because even when we do it, you know, we're security researchers. When we do it, we might brick five or six hardware wallets because yeah. we're doing it for the research. Yeah. We're not doing it to recover a thousand Bitcoin from someone's hardware wallet. Guys, I have a serious question for you. How much interest are you earning in your bank account? Is it 0.00001% or something similar? We all know by now that there's a better way in crypto, but you want to be using the best platform possible, and that is Vault. I have been using it myself now for quite a while, earning the highest interest rates in the industry. 12.68% on stablecoin, 6.7% on ETH and Bitcoin, and earning yield on a ton of other assets. But it's so much more than that, guys. They have a robust exchange, you can swap your coins, and they have the amazing automatic investment plan where you can dollar cost average, or more importantly, buy the dip automatically. We know that when the dip actually comes, nobody buys it because they're scared. Well, you can automate that process now with Vault. Guys, this platform is absolutely incredible. It does everything. They're backed by Pantera and Coinbase Ventures. You really can't ask for anything more. And if you use the link right down below, you get a 40% kickback on trading fees, 5% commission on interest payouts, and 5% commission on loan interest. Guys, sign up right now at thewolfofallstreets.info slash vault. That's V-A-U-L-D. Do it now, seriously. I'm currently wearing the most comfortable clothing on the planet. Are you? Unless you're wearing Vori, then your answer is obviously no. Guys, if you've listened to my live streams, then you've probably heard me rant and rave about this incredible company. We love them so much that we reached out and did a sponsorship deal after I've already been talking about them for months. Yes, it's athletic wear, but you can wear it almost anywhere, and it's the majority of my wardrobe. Seriously, I wear these clothes all the time. If they would make a tuxedo, I would have worn it to my wedding. And you can feel great about wearing these clothes as well because they're offsetting 100% of both their carbon and plastic footprint. Guys, wearing Vori is an investment in your happiness and your comfort. I am serious. These clothing are incredible. Get 20% off of your first purchase at vori.com slash melker. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash M-E-L-K-E-R. If you're not wearing these clothes yet, you need to go get them right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've always uh, kind of said that it's not a marketing or PR problem. It's just sort of a UX UI problem, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing because we're early. But like, grandma's not going to get this. Right, so where are we on the curve to, I know how to do all of this in the same way that I know how to send people money on PayPal yeah. and not worry about what's happening on my PayPal account? Yeah, I mean, that's what we, we think a lot about that. So if you, if you look at our experiences, we have our consumer app and then you have our pro experience, right? The pro people know what they're doing, right? They're the pro traders. The consumer app, we're constantly thinking about ways to, to make it simpler, um, make security simpler um, for, for individuals um, so that there's not a million hoops you have to jump through. Um, there's a couple of things maybe you can do and you're, you're highly secure um, in that way. Um, but I do agree, like, it, it is a UI, UX problem. Not so even about security, just in no, general. Just like, in for general. a lot of people, it's like, uh, how do you send this thing? Yeah. Well, interesting. <laughs> I bought it, but now what? Even in like that's the- a lot it, of letters and numbers and you're scrutinizing everyone. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah. 
Well, even in the security world, like we, we spent like a decade telling people don't scan QR codes. Yeah. And now you're scanning QR codes all over the place, right, to, to spend. Right? We're, at a, yeah. we're at a Bitcoin convention right now. Somebody hands you a business card with a QR code, check out my thing. Right, you scan it. Oops. Yep. Right, I mean, yeah. this is like, we're sitting in a hacker's paradise. Yeah. As we speak. I, I laughed when I was walking through and I saw the, um, the charging stations. Um, oh. Put your phone in there, plug it in and walk and away. Leave it. Yeah, yeah, leave your leave phone it. here for a while. Yeah. Nobody here would, possibly, would yeah. possibly target that. You said something earlier that was really interesting, sort of about the fact that a lot of people, you buy this little bit of something. Yeah. You don't worry about the security because it's a little bit, but in this market, that can become a major significant part of your net worth. Jameson Lopp, years ago, said to me something interesting when I was talking to him about Casa Multisig. I said, you know, what level of wealth do people need to be at to use a service like this or to start taking their security this seriously? And he said, what I like to say is basically, take what you have now, 10 exit, and how would you secure that? Right. Do, is that how you guys kind of think about security? Is like, if you, got a, if you have a million, $100,000 now, but what if that was a million? Yeah, and you, as an individual, you might think about it differently, right? Like even someone who has five thousand dollars and now they have fifty, to them that might be, you know, that's like literally you, everything. You, you can go buy a car with worth. it, right? Now, yeah. versus just maybe you're dabbling around with five thousand dollars in crypto. Yeah, certainly, you really need to think about, you know, there's like even succession planning, like you know, planning, right? Like if if you have a hardware wallet that only you know the pin for, and only you know where the seed words are, and you and you're you have a family, right? You know, how do you how do you manage we that? Literally go through this in my yeah. house every time I leave town. Yeah. Here's where this is. Here's how you do it. Here's here's who, who you can call that's trusted, right? That can help people out, right? You know, of it's course. insane. Yeah, you have to do that because you are your own bank. You yeah, know, they just can't. But show you're up also the bank. your own bank with like all of these assets that don't have similar storage or you know, yeah. like explaining somebody how to recover your assets for multisig is not the same as say telling them how to go to an individual wallet or, you know, it's really. Yeah, it is very complicated. It's problematic. And I think, you know, we're very early. I mean, even still, right? Like, even though we've been around for almost 11 years, I, I sort of see like patterns, like similar patterns. You know, I was very early in the security industry in the, in the 90s. I worked at, you know, security companies, you know, and, you know, big conference centers um, weren't, weren't, there's like 20 booths and that's it, right? Yeah. Like tables. So I, that, that's where I grew up. And I see similar patterns um, to where this is a natural evolution. There will be breakthroughs, there will be new in innovations that'll get us to a place where security sort of fades into the background. Yeah, it's not your and, only concern all the time. And you have peace of mind as a consumer or someone who's just using crypto, right? Yeah. And, and it's, there's, there's things built in there. No, there's still work to do. We're still okay, very Okay, so we're on that trajectory, obviously. What's the, I'm seeing already like a lot of exchanges starting to talk about like eliminating passwords. Right, or it's all YubiKey based or yeah. facial recognition and all the things. It seems like each one of these comes with their own unique challenge or again, attack vector. But like, if you could imagine now the perfect security setup for your average user in five or 10 years. Yeah. Was I, is it like there's a chip in my brain and I look at it and only I can uh, open my account with my, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's some, you know, you know with um, Elon Musk working on the, um, the you know the neuro. Um, he's busy with Twitter now. Yeah, now he's yeah, <laughs> trying to fix, fix the edit edit feature in Twitter, right? So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's there will be ways to um, authenticate in, in new ways that will be more you know seamless. Yes, putting your username, password, using another device. I mean, that's what we sort of have as sort of like 
the best from an individual standpoint. Um, I get a little wary, even as a security person, that if your password, if your authentication is just plugging a key in. Well, you right? then, then that, single factor, yeah. right? Like if your keys on your desk or whatever, and you go out, you go out to lunch. Someone's like, oh, and they go, they get into you your account. You literally have to secure the key every yeah. single time you walk out. Right. Of so there's, it, it pushes more and more onto the onto the consumer. So um, I would say we we'll get get to a place where you know. You know, you know, spending of crypto becomes more ubiquitous. Um, you know, like you know, everybody starts having Lightning wallets on their phone, um, and you know, especially in small amounts, you know, it's you know, you know Face ID, Touch ID is fine, yeah. right? I mean, the funny thing is, frankly, if it was all insured, it wouldn't matter that much, right? Right? I mean, we all know that our, I mean, American Express, these companies do a great job of calling you when there's a potential fraud a transaction, but we all know that there's going to be fraud on our credit cards and bank accounts, yes, and attacks. We just don't fear that we'll never get the money back. Right. So I, we talk about the security side, but shouldn't the regulators be, or regulators, banks, everybody be looking at this from the other side and saying, yeah, you are allowed to own this stuff. And you know what? If you lose it, like, we'll insure it or cover you. And by the way, we do see that like from uh, yeah. wormhole attacks and all this stuff. Yeah. We are seeing people refunded, but that's yeah. not the same. It is a very, it is a different paradigm shift. Like you said, like personally, if someone got my credit card number, I would care less, right? It yeah, happens. It might suck for a yeah. day when you're changing yeah. a bunch of things. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I've, I've, I've gone to hotels and, you know, those hotel systems got hacked and now my credit card's out there. So I've had that happen. Um, and it is, it, it, crypto is a very big paradigm shift, right? There is, you can't call 1-800-BITCOIN and say, oh, my let wallet's Let me talk empty. to the manager. Yeah, let me talk <laughs> to the manager. My wallet's empty. Oh, okay. Can you refund me? Nope, it's not happening, right? So, like, it is more under like the be your own bank, and you have to be your own chief security officer. Um, I, I guess that's that, like that's that that's the whole thing, though. If if we do get all those systems I'm talking about, then we're just like everyone else, and you've sort of lost the self sovereignty, anyways. That's correct. You're a part of you're just a yeah. part of this legacy system yeah. that you're supposed to be raging the machine you're raging against in the first place. I mean, that's where you know the whole you know we're trying to foster the you know, global adoption of cryptocurrency, right? So accelerate that and the, like the outcome for that we, we see is, you know, independence, you know, sovereign, self-sovereignty, you, know, you know, inclusion, right? There are a lot of people who can't go to a bank and open an account. And if they can be their own bank, that, that's, that's incredible. Um, and we've seen, you know, seen you know, success stories with that, even with Ukraine, right? People who yeah, have been able incredible. to leave Ukraine with all their crypto and no one was able to, you know, their, unfortunately their bank, their, their bank in their city was blown up, yeah. right? Like, what do you do? And the charity side of uh, obviously yeah. the donations. Yeah. But the thing is that I find interesting is that obviously Ukraine is the victim, so it's the bigger narrative. Yeah. But your average Russian person is really screwed right now, right? Because SWIFT is gone. They can't even sell their stocks. Their right. money's worth nothing. They don't have access to it. No bank cards, no credit cards. Yeah, the average Russian who also could be the one who's protesting in the streets. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's yeah. like you, you, you can't, you can't uh, indiscriminately say that you, yeah. you're, this is where your house is, so now... But we've cut, I mean, the world has cut off your average person from any access to the money. Yeah, um, we haven't. Heck, right. Kraken. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We have so, um, They've you know, asked you to. Yeah, ru ru <laughs> Russians still can't have, have, have access to their accounts, right? No, of course, we are a U.S.-based company. You're going to... Um, there are sanctions, right? Banks have been sanctioned. Individuals have been sanctioned. Are compliant. We have a very large compliance department um, that has, it, it works around the clock on these types of things. So, of course, if those banks or those individuals that were in that world, you know, they no longer have access, unfortunately, to, to, to their to, to, to Kraken. Right. Um, but individuals on the street, if they have a Kraken account, that's great. Um, if they want to move their funds Which on Kraken. might literally be saving their lives right now. Of course. Yeah. They want to they buy some, you know, they have some crypto, they, they need to convert it to Bitcoin, move it to a wallet so they can buy food for their family. 
they can do that as well. Yeah. yeah. I always love to ask people or think about what all of this looks like at scale, right? We talk about mainstream adoption, but we're still talking about tens of millions of people, certainly right. in the United States. If we go to billions of people who are crypto native, and listen, all of our kids are going to be crypto native, right? They're not yeah. going to live in a world. How does your side of the business have to scale? Three billion people want to do this. How do we secure the assets from the institutional side from your side? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for us, you know, doing things a little, you know, even even go, going down sort of like the segregated on-chain wallets for, for for individuals, right? Like that's that's a that's a unique path um, versus like you know, in most exchanges are more like omnibus wallets, yeah. right? You do, it all goes together. Your how many Bitcoin you have is in a ledger. You want to remove it, you know? Which is funny how that works, kind of yeah. a centralized ledger yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, and that's just how exchanges yeah. operate, right? Yeah. That's that's what we do. Um, and you know, it, 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 the the value there is because we also have all the connections to all you know, dozens and dozens of, of like banks. So people can move fiat on, they can exchange, they can move it off to their hardware wallet. It's just sort of this, this ecosystem that we have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, securing this scale you know, will be a problem, um, or you know, especially when you're talking about the UX piece, which we were chatting about. Like, the early adopters can get it. The early adopters can fumble through certain things. Um, but you know, you know, try to, try to get your, tell your grandma, go, go buy some Bitcoin. And, and then secure it, grandma. How, how, now send how, it to me. Yeah. Buy it for me and send it yeah. to me. Yeah. How does she, how does she do that? I think we're 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 getting there. It is still very early days, but I'd say you know, ten years from now, we, you and I would be having a very different conversation. Right? So, I, I hope that one year yeah. from now we're having yeah. a very different yeah. conversation. Yeah, you're right. No, and but I, I think everybody wants it now. Yeah. Actually, so yeah. that's a joke because the, I think the mentality of a lot of people in this space is always like, well, let's get rich quick, but also right. just the expectation that like. It, we need full mainstream adoption now. We need all these tools now. It's just we're so, so early. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're you know, we, we we've been doing this for over a decade, and we're you know our, our consumer facing app has really only been around for a little more than a year. So, so, so we were always very much you know people who really understand it, people who are traders, um, and now we have you know we have a really nice, beautiful experience that we constantly every two weeks. My engineering team is, is putting out releases and we're working with our, you know, our designers and our UX researchers to try to make it better, to try to get to that more right. utopian view where right. you know, anybody's grandma can you know, go and you know, use it. And, and I would argue that you know, most people's grandmas probably could use Krakens. I think they can figure it out yeah. now. Yeah. They can figure it out, that's yeah. awesome. So where can everybody follow you and keep up with you after this conversation? Yeah, my, really the only place on social media is Twitter. Yeah, so For all it, of us. Yeah, yeah, so it's um, you know, C75, letter C, the number seven, the word five. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Well, I look forward to having this conversation then in a couple yeah. of years and yeah, see uh, if we were right or if we were wrong and what's coming. And I'm glad we have people like you uh, securing our assets. Oh, thank you. Thanks, yeah. Ed. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time.